Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the rule of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. That's a misleading intro to this episode. They don't know that. It should be, hello, they this is World that. Shop, the podcast where we kind of pretend like we're talking about world building, but we really just want to talk about movies that we've seen recently. That's more accurate. Yeah. My name's Cody. That's Jordan over there. I'm still leaving in my intro because my intro was perfectly fine. Whatever you say, man. Anyways, so we want to talk about the two movies that we've watched recently. For me, it was Solo, which I think you also saw Solo recently. Yeah, yeah no, I definitely saw Solo. Yeah. Okay. And then, oh, you don't sound too happy about that. No, and no. Then you watched It, which I saw a while ago. Yeah, I'm not timely on my watching of It, but I, I just want to talk to you about It, and we might as well record it. Hang on, I'm actually a little bit too Okay, so what do you want to do first? Do you want to do It, or do you want to do Solo? That's a really good question. I don't actually know. Um, I'm fine we'll with either. The, we'll flip the coin. Oh, yeah, okay. No, we should roll 20-sided dice. What are you talking about? I'm going to roll it. But how are we going to decide it from a 20-sided die? No, 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 no. Above a 10, we talk about okay. it. 10 and below, we talk about solo. Okay, I'm doing above a 10. I got an 8. Oh, you're rolling too? I, honestly, I'm not even kidding. I rolled an 8, so we're good. Okay, so, so yeah, we, we're talking about solo first. Okay, we can, that, that, one's, that one's ready in my mind. I'm ready to go. Okay, so Jordan, what are your initial thoughts? On solo, my initial thoughts is okay. You know how low my expectation. Wait, what? I said, what, what, are you what are your initial thoughts about Solo, a story about Star Wars in the universe of Star Wars? Okay, it wasn't a story about Star Wars at all. But anyways, we will talk about that in a second. Um, so, okay, so you know how low my expectations were going into this movie, right? I, I didn't actually. I don't. I we never really talked about how oh, we felt like, about it. I. I was pretty much like, it's going to be a bad movie, and I was pretty much watching it because my friend, well, because Anthony, our good friend, wanted to go see it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go see it with you, because if I don't see it with you, I'm never going to see it. So I went with him, and honestly, I had fun. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I would say that my, so I, when I heard that there was going to be a solo movie, I just thought it was going to be stupid, um, and I didn't really care, but then I saw the trailer, and my thought was, hey, this looks like a fun time space adventure movie where a bunch of scrappy underdogs go on an adventure and it doesn't seem like the fate of the universe is involved. The whole world's not going to die. It's just going to be this small story about Han Solo doing a train heist. And you know what? The movie was a small focus narrative about Han Solo doing a train heist. And then Darth Maul showed up and it got stupid. But before then, I liked it. It was exactly what I was hoping for. It was a small, fun space adventure movie. Perfect. You had the exact opinion as one of my coworkers had. He honestly hated the Darth Maul part, but everything else was fine. And really, my thoughts of this whole thing is it didn't have to be a Star Wars movie. This was a yeah. good solo space project. It didn't have to be Star Wars. And what helped me kind of get through and kind of really like it was the fact that I sat there thinking, it's like, this isn't Star Wars. And I didn't really ever see the guy who played Han Solo as being, like, the Harrison Ford Han Solo. I saw him as being his own space bandit character, and I thought that was fine. I, I totally disagree with you. Did. I totally disagree with really? you. I actually think the guy did a great job of doing Han Solo. Um, I think people have forgotten that Harrison Ford's kind of not a great actor. And Oh, yeah, no, that... Like, that was everybody's worst acting was Star Wars. <laughs> well, I mean, just even in general, Harrison Ford kind of, like, physically has a weird presence. And I can't be credited with, like, coming up with this joke. But another person, another reviewer that I like described it as um, Harrison Ford, like, rubber band faced acting. Which is, you know, every time <laughs> he gets hit, he goes like... Hur! You know, like whenever he gets punched and his whole face flaps around all crazy. Yeah. And that's exactly what the kid did that was playing Han Solo. You know, we'd, when he'd get hit, he would overact it and ham up that he was getting hit in the face and stuff. And I enjoyed that Han Solo's character was, I'm going to try to do something. And then it just goes wrong every time. Everything he tried yeah. to do failed miserably. And I was like, you know, that's, I, I that's really a pretty like Han Solo-y thing, you know. 
is this I mean I like how bad things went like every single time he tried to do something he tried to be clever something went wrong like one of my favorite moments of when he tried to be clever was when he's like yeah you see that ship over there we have 30 guys in there and then Lando just flies off he's like steps back slowly that didn't go well I, I, I this is... I, I enjoyed just how stupid some of the things were and I thought as a fun time space movie it was great but as a Star Wars movie what the heck did this have to do with anything Star Wars? That's exactly what Star Wars needs, though, is there is way too much crap that is just Star Wars on top of Star Wars on top of Star Wars. You know, how many different yeah, ways yeah. can we have a lightsaber fight in this movie and eventually it just gets boring in the same? Um, this felt like a story that takes place in the Star Wars universe and is not that doesn't just revolve around the force. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of the other stuff is just backdrop. Oh, yeah. There was no traces of the force. Yeah, not really. I mean, a very little bit. Once again, Darth Maul, I'm looking at you. Um, Ugh, jeez. We can talk about that in a second. But other than that, you know, it just felt like a contained, fun story. I thought watching Harris, not Harrison Ford, I thought watching Han Solo, um, I kind of mentioned I liked that he failed a lot. That first mm-hmm. scene where he's, you know, tips the speeder up on its side. <laughs> We're going to make it. It just gets stuck. You know, that was perfect. That's exactly what i wanted this movie to be oh wait okay hang on sorry i have to geek about one thing this okay. was something the movie cheated on in my opinion for making me like it what okay so as you know the other podcast i do um is an rpg podcast correct yes Cody. we played star wars yes i built a character whose sole functionality i spent points in the game to build a character that had a toolbox out of which he could pull anything out that was the size of his fist. You know what I mean? Anything yes. that could fit in the toolbox, technically, I could just pull out and have. It was like the Jerry Rager, um, you know, perk, whatever. And so what I would do in, like, every situation is just pull out a thermal detonator and threaten people with ah, it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the scene at the beginning of the movie where Han Solo is just like, I have a thermal detonator... Everyone that I was seeing the movie with is the people that I record the podcast with. We're all like, ah, ah, we've done that so many times. So that was he fun. He did the thing. He did the thing. Yeah, that was, that was, that, that tickled my fancies in a very personal, in jokey way that really doesn't speak to the quality of the movie, but it made me very happy. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about the good stuff that I liked about the movie before I get into the bad. Because, you know, if I just go straight into the bad, it's just going to be an hour of me being angry. But, like, I... There's bad stuff. Once again, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I liked some of the character interactions. I really liked, um... Gosh, how did I forget his name? The guy who plays Beckett, the, like, pirate captain. Oh, um... Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody... I love Woody Harrelson so much, and he did not disappoint at all. He was very Woody Harrelson in this. Yeah, he's the perfect... When I saw that they had him playing the villain mentor, you know, kind of character, I thought that was perfect, because that's who he does a good job of playing, is kind of anti-hero bad boys. Um Really, I would he say just in does general. He a good job playing anything, honestly. He well, really, yeah, I, I, I love Woody Harrelson. I watched something I didn't like him in. Do you remember the movie um, Zombieland? Yeah, he was great. He was great in that. I watched that movie recently. It kind of doesn't hold up, but it's still Woody Harrelson yeah, just yeah, being yeah, it Woody Harrelson. Hold up, but, like, he's fantastic. I really don't think I've ever watched anything that I did not like him in. I, I think Zombieland, to me, is one of those movies that completely doesn't understand its own genre. You know, zombie movies are generally miserable and about society falling apart, and they're not a good time. Um, and then Zombieland comes out, and it's just like, what if zombies were fun? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm on board, Zombieland. You, you yeah, want yeah, me over? Is, I mean, I really, I really like Zombieland this time, but this is not the Zombieland talk. This is okay. freaking pirate Here's my radio. Point. Wait, sorry, I mean Star Wars, a pirate star. I mean Solo. It's Solo. Here's my point. I liked all the characters, even the ones that were in it for two seconds. I liked... Yeah, I, that's one of my bad points, but anyways. Yeah, I liked the little four-armed guy. I thought he was yeah, fun. Yeah, he was great. I liked that lady that died. She was awesome. She was really cool. Um, Kira was there. I, I think she was yeah, probably I, the one I that I cared the I least about. I honestly didn't care. I just saw Mother of Dragons, and I just didn't give a crap the whole time. She, she played a bland character. I don't think it was her fault. Her character was... No, I, what no if you it were wasn't boring? her fault. It wasn't her fault or her acting. It was just that character was just kind of meh. 
Yeah, she did wear a cape though. That was fun. Lando was great. Um, I love Donald Glover's Lando. I actually no, I think his Lando was fine, but I do love Donald Glover. <laughs> um, I think his Lando was probably. I think that his character was the most derivative. He was doing a very good Lando yes. impersonation. Very good Billy D. Williams. Yeah, he was nailing it as that though, and it was super fun. Like they, it looked like he was having a great time. Just hating Han Solo. <laughs> I oh I love this. I hate you. Just like how he just 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 I hate. Um, I think we can talk about the droid kind of separately because I'm curious about what you thought about her. That's that's on a certain list. I'm not going to spoil my own opinions, but that's on a list. So then, the only thing I would say that related to characters that I didn't like was the oh, original. We're doing cr- good stuff. We're doing good. Oh, stuff. okay. We're still on good stuff. I like the villain. Actually, I thought the villain I- was great. Which villain? Like the, the actual the, the villain, the villain that actually like... mattered. Okay, yeah, villain that actually mattered. I liked the costume design of the villain that didn't matter. I really liked the like outfit for that. Um, Are we talking about Darth Maul or the lady in the like the, the lady in the suit? I thought her oh, character yeah. design was great. I thought that they're that like clan of people that hunt down stuff was cool. Thought they were kind of neat looking. It was fun. I, I, I thought that was really cool. I thought just kind of the whole theme of just being away from a Star Wars movie and having this like fun romp, I thought that was great. I thought it was a good side story. I needed just a very lighthearted side story to watch, and I it did that. And it did a very good job at that. The like sure. technology was fun. The I didn't like the Millennium Falcon with a little point on it. That was weird. Yeah, that felt... A little bit like Forced. they may have put it in just so they could jettison it to be like that's why it has the hole in it. You know, yeah, that's just, exactly what it felt like. But other than whatever. that, just, like the whole story was fun and cool. And I mean, they set it up so that like you can either do another movie between what happens in a New Hope or just go straight into a New Hope. So either way, it, it they did a good job with it. I think it was a good movie. I Sorry, agree. I think it was a fun movie, not necessarily good. Now let's get to the it, bad. It, if you yeah, want. yeah, we can talk about some bad stuff. Um, um, you want me to go first or you want to go first? I want to go first just because I think we're going to disagree on one of your bad things. Okay, go. But okay, so I think you can agree that out of the original crew of Misfits were fun, right? Yes. Four Arms, Love Interest Lady, Woody Harrelson, Chewbacca, Han Solo. They had good chemistry together. And then yes. half of them died and it didn't matter at all. And they might as well have not been in the movie. And they were only yeah. in it for two seconds. And that one lady kind of killed herself for, like, no reason. Yep. And I'm just kind of, like, uh, well, the, the the forearm guy, his death felt real. It made sense for him to die yes. in the way that he did, you know, like, he, he got unlucky. She, her, like, killing herself to save the mission when she didn't feel like she was in that much danger. And... I don't know. I would have just tried to run away if I were her, I guess. And I wouldn't have ever shot at those droids, you know, because like right? the people down there were better equipped to handle them. So it just it felt that that kind of felt contrived, I guess, because Woody Harrelson needed to be tragic and sad, which yeah. uh, ignoring that, then that's basically the thing that I liked the least was just how quickly those characters were glossed over. Um, Why do you think I was going to disagree with that? I agree with everything. No, no, you just no, said. no. I'm saying the stuff that I think we're on the same page about. Oh, and then, okay. I don't know. what was your opinion like, no, on Darth I agree Maul? With everything you just said, like they introduced these really awesome characters and they just kill them off. And I mean, I know you have to make room for the actual cast of Lando and the, um, Kira and Chewbacca. Well, Chewbacca was part of the original team, but like in L three and all of that, I understand that. But why introduce these really cool, charismatic characters that make sense? just to murder them all like it was like hey let's do episode one of this show and then let's do the rest of the series and it's, they did it, other than the forearm guy dying the other death didn't make sense it's just like okay she she's dead cool I yeah right and woody harrelson kind of looked like he cared for about five minutes and then completely forgot and then he was just like man whatever just the third lady have gotten killed this week so yeah, and but like he's his character kind of like explains that away, but I still thought it was kind of just eh, we wasted these characters. Yeah, it didn't it didn't feel like a good use of them and it felt it felt like it needed to happen for the script to keep moving forward, not like the story made sense. Okay, can I go um, into my first point of dislike? Y- yeah, sure. 
My first point of dislike is I thought the whole entire movie was extremely predictable. Uh -huh. As soon as they showed the side bad guy, the side antagonist, I'm like, that's a chick. Predictable. I knew Kira was going to betray him at the end. I knew it was like Beckett was going to betray him at the scene. When he left, it's like, oh, obviously he's going to tell Dryden everything so he can get like his pay. Cool. I knew all of that was going to happen. It was so predictable. Like Every single thing they introduced was like, saw that coming. I, I didn't guess much of it. Um, what I thought was going to happen was... Well, I'm the Kira, kind of guy who guesses the end of the movie during the movie. I'm bad at it, really. I'm <laughs> as much as I it. think that I'm an intelligent person and I went to college and studied stuff that wasn't just engineering, you know? I, I like read a lot of books and did a lot of literary analysis and I still cannot guess the end of stuff very often. Um, but I didn't... No, I thought that Kira was going to die because she, I thought she was going to jump in front of a bullet for Han Solo. You know, I thought the whole movie, it was going to be, oh, she's the villainous one. And then at some clutch moment when Han Solo is about to get shot in the back, she was going to take a bullet for him. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be. Well, I saw it as Beckett said, she's just watching out for herself the whole time. And like a lot of things that happens, like she's torn between loving Han and then wanting to like rise because that's the only thing she knows how to do is to rise and escape from Bane. And I, I don't I, think that she loved Han Solo. I think he was kind of a convenient booty call at that point in her life. You know what I mean? I think okay. I mean she, I can see what you're saying. What I'm saying is I think she was fond of him and did not mind a physical relationship, but I don't think she was I don't think she's gonna shed a lot of tears for Han Solo, the baby faced idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, but she like just the way that she played that character, she felt like she was torn the whole time, but it felt like to her it was the easier choice to betray him rather than... Like, I don't think she betrayed him. him, though. You know what I mean? Well, not, you know, not she betrayed, didn't. but you know, you know, not in the actual betrayal, but like she did her thing and just left him to his own yeah. devices rather than like going along with his plan and going like with him to do this thing. I think she was not a damsel in distress and didn't yes. want to be saved. She was trying to climb a ladder and okay. Han Solo had a cute face and smiled at her. And she's just like, well, he's nice and I'm not going to murder him because I, she doesn't have any ill will towards him. But I think that in her head that, you know, flirtatious relationship was when she was a child and now she's an adult and doesn't feel the same way about Han Solo anymore. No, I get that. I get that. So I, I kind of, I liked that that was, felt a little bit more nuanced than what I thought was going to happen, which is that yeah. she was set up to stab him in the back and then was going to take a bullet for him at some point or, you know, jump in front of a knife or whatever. Yeah, because that's um, usually what happens. I definitely thought those band of motorcycle, like space bike riders were just another band of mercenaries off to get the same loot. I didn't expect that to have any more depth to oh, it. I totally caught like i knew it was a chick from the very beginning like when they just like yeah that's definitely a woman beckett was definitely super dead as soon as he showed up woody yeah. harrelson wasn't making it i i Con assumed that first. he was gonna I enjoyed that yeah i thought that that was well done it was what i expected but i i still thought it was well done yeah the whole end of the movie i thought was really well done where it wasn't a big action sequence it was a bunch of people talking in an office what do you mean it wasn't a big action sequence? They had the action sequence of the fight be like they went the whole movie without a sword fight and then they brought in a sword fight at the very end. Yeah, but it you know, it didn't matter that much at that point, you know? I like, I thought I honestly like I liked the whole fight and I thought it was tense, but I thought that was stupid as heck. It's like, yeah, we're gonna pull out swords and knives at this like this ending, and it kind of felt kind of anticlimactic to me, because it's like, yeah. Cool. He's like he showed his little laser blades earlier, so of course he has to use them. It's Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Chekhov's, I mean that's Chekhov's true. laser blades. Yeah, it was Chekhov's laser blades. Um, but I, I guess I didn't mind it. I, I didn't expect it to happen the way it did. I was, I was like, oh no, Han Solo got sold out. He he didn't realize that Beckett's a dick. Oh, he got one over on Beckett. I was I was entirely along for the ride because I'm stupid. But uh, that I means I enjoyed the movie more. I was actually a little bit surprised that it was the real, like, space feel at the very end rather than being a trick. It was like, this, he's even commenting on how great it looks. It might be the real thing, like, but they wouldn't risk that much. And it's like, oh, they actually did risk that much. Good job on them. Yeah, I thought, I thought the whole end of the movie was real clever, except yeah. for Darth Maul just Darth Mauling it up. And also, Darth Maul has to show that he still has, like, 
I'm Darth Maul because look, my lightsaber. Hey guys, look, Dude, I have a lightsaber. Do you know why they have to do that? Well, two things. One, now they can sell Darth Maul toys with lightsabers. Yes. But two, because there's probably people that went and saw this movie that have never seen Darth Maul. Yeah. And I mean, now they can sell you're old of now, his Jordan. lightsabers to everybody because it's slightly different than the original lightsaber because it has that little hook on it. So here's what bothers me about that. Um... So Han Solo, the movie Solo, rather, takes place about the same time as the TV show Rebels. Yeah. Both of these are Disney canon shows, right? Disney wrote yes. both of these. Yeah. And it, it doesn't match up. I like, wouldn't know, but I think I've heard pretty much what you're about to say. Right. Well, so what bothers me about it is Disney like goes through all this trouble to homogenize their world and make one Star Wars canon and then just ignores it so they can stick Darth Maul in a movie doing stupid crap. And I'm just like, you know, Darth Maul wasn't that cool. All right. I know he gets, he has like a lot of fame after the fact, kind of like Boba Fett, but he just got cut in half and had a double-sided lightsaber. I never kind of considered him to be an iconic villain or one that I particularly cared about. So... I don't know. It bothers me that he had to show up. Because I never watched Rebels and I never like followed through the cartoons and stuff. I was actually taken aback and kind of surprised when he talked. I'm like, oh, that's what he sounds like. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you know why that is, though? Why? So that guy... Um, was just a stunt played... actor, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he has a really high, gross, nasally voice. Oh. And they overdubbed him in the movies. Huh. So in the movies, he sounds like this because they got a voice actor to come over and overdub his lines. He does. First... He says three lines. Wh- when? He says like, yes, my master, they will be ours. The Sith will rise again. He says I like three things the whole movie. I don't remember any of that. I thought he was yeah. silent. No, no. He talks like once, which really kind of ruined his whole mystique, but whatever. Yeah, I thought he was 100% silent and I completely, nope. completely forgot he talked. And then when I heard him, I was like, what? You can speak? Well, but then... They didn't overdub him in the, in the, so he had like the, hi, my name's Darth Maul. I'm like, ew. Mm, Oi, no. my name's Darth Maul, eh? Like you, you are very like nasally British Cockney and it's weird to hear Darth but Maul I sound am a like villain, that. Eh? Let's, get, let's get the lightsabers. I don't know what accent I'm doing. I don't know what accent Jordan, I'm man, doing. you nailed that. I just want to say that accent <laughs> is on oh, point. Um, okay. So what's your other point of bad stuff? That I'm it's, going it's to basically well. So the thing I think we're going to disagree about is the droid. Yeah, get into it. Uh, I I actually like I like the droid. The only reason I didn't like the droid is because now it seems like a gimmick. Because every Star Wars movie we have to have a funny droid. We had C three PO. BB-8 didn't talk, but he was still kind of like a comic relief droid. K two. Well, and C three PO was in it. Well, yeah, but K2 from Rogue One was another funny droid. And now we have L3, another funny droid. I was like, I I don't care. Though the scene, I thought the scene when she was talking about how Lando secretly loves her, I thought that was hilarious. I think the implication that Lando was having sex with a droid was one of the funniest things I've seen in a Star Wars movie in a while. I I thought that was funny, but I just like, it's a gimmick. We have yet another funny droid who's going to do funny droid stuff and then going to die, of course, because, you know... Gotta kill the droid. You know, that part confused me because they've, like, completely taken apart R2D or C3PO before and just put him back together. Like, it's whatever. It happens all the time. And then she takes, like, one shot anywhere near her face and it apparently doesn't hurt her computer brain because they use her computer brain. And Lando's like, no, she's dead! No, she's not. She's a this droid. Also, I enjoyed how he picked her up and she just like fell apart. Yeah, it was it was that that whole thing made me laugh quite a bit. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Uh, I wasn't I, trying to think about it critically at all, I and I didn't. And so she just made me laugh. I've heard a lot of people complain about her sense, and I think every complaint about that droid makes sense, which is that it's like, of course, so there's one female droid and she has to have lady hips. Yes, and then. <laughs> It's like she believes in droid rights and leads a droid revolution and then everyone just makes fun of her and then she dies. And I'm like, that is also problematic. Um, And then Lando proceeds to enslave droids later in his life after being in love with a droid that believed in droids rights. So apparently he was just in love with her body. Um, 
But I didn't care. I just laughed the whole time because I turned my brain off and wasn't trying to think about it. And I think that's the right way to enjoy this movie. Yeah, no, it really, it really is. It's like the Ready Player One like argument that we have. Just like sit down, watch yeah. it for fun, rather than sit down and watch it with a critical mind. I mean, I didn't watch Ready Player One with a critical mind, but I went into that movie expecting to dislike it. So it, this was better than Ready Player One. And I went into this movie expecting to dislike it. I liked it. I thought it was great. I had fun like sitting and watching it with Anthony. Like it was really awesome to watch it with a friend. But just. There was little, little tiny things, like little pinpricks that just kind of ticked me off. You know what was stupid was the space squid that kind yes. of came out of nowhere. That was weird. There was no point that of was... that other than the build tension. Yeah, yeah, that was a random space squid. Which we knew they were going to get out of it because Han Solo still lives and he still has a Millennium Falcon. So, of course, they're going to get out of it. Yeah, that one was weird. I didn't quite... Didn't quite get why that needed to be there, but okay. I guess they were racing against the clock to land their space goop in the space place to get it space refined, which is fine, but it, it just felt weird. And also, this is one I talked to my coworker about, is you mentioned that, like, Lando's supposed to be, like, this guy who can make a deal and, like, really smart and clever, and so he starts with wanting 40%, instantly gets knocked down to 25%, and then... Seconds later, gets knocked down to 20% of how much money he's making. Just instantly. He's like, well, good job, clever Lando. You can't even make a good deal. I think that might have something to do with these are characters at a younger point in their life. So if Lando is a young man right now and what he can do is kind of gamble, he would probably consider himself to be a big, tough, cool space guy. But then when Woody Harrelson, who's hardened by life, and has a gun and knows how to hurt people shows up and just goes, yeah, I'm giving you 20% because that's right. He's not going to mouth off to him because I don't think he's gained that confidence yet of a life of getting screwed over by people like Han Solo. (laughs) So I guess it made sense to me for him and Han to kind of be sucky versions of themselves because they are younger. So they're not going to be as competent. They're not going to be as confident. I'm fine with that. Lando felt like he was putting on the show of being a suave space guy. Whereas Lando in the movies was a suave space guy that stabbed his friends in the back. Yeah. But then he, he has a heel turn and he's fine in the end. Look, I'm just saying, if you stabbed me in the back and sold me to the Empire and then I got frozen in space juice, I wouldn't forgive you. I No, I, I know. But I mean, I have always liked Lando. I mean, one of the reasons, once again, is because he was like a b- black character in a predominantly white movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true. There were other black characters like... Jar Jar. I mean, not in the original series. I mean, we get <laughs> we get Mace Windu, Lando Calrissian, um, Saul Guerrero. You know, the only good character out of all of those is is uh, Lando. I thought Mace was fine. Come on, no, he was not. I haven't watched the prequels in a very long time, my friend. Why would you cast Samuel L. Jackson to be a Jedi, a Jedi Knight, a monk of space? It's just the the worst casting I could possibly imagine. But anyways, but yeah, we got what th- was that? Three black people at all Star Wars. Yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah. like Lando, he and then at that he was a cool and suave like spaceman. It's just like I always liked Lando. No, Lando was a good character. He was he a was very a fun good character. character. So, and I mean, once again, the reasoning behind it like started with the oh, he's black like me. <laughs> we're gonna get this a lot in like movies like especially older movies like when i was growing up a lot of it's gonna be like i like this because it was a cool black guy just like me <laughs> <laughs> and there was only one i didn't have like a choice there wasn't like two or three <laughs> that i could pick from but really though like every i mean okay this is gonna be quick then we can get into it but everybody's like oh why do we need diversity in movies because as a kid i got one or two characters and then as a kid you got to pick from every single character you've ever wanted i like having diversity movies because finally it looks like hey cool black guy just like me well and i think too it's you know when you look at characters from star wars if you wanted to be like oh which character do i want to be like you know you could be the traditional hero like luke skywalker you could be the bad boy like 
um, Han Solo. You could be like the nerdy one, like C-3PO. You could be like the jokey one, like R2-D2, you know? Like there's all these like kind of archetypical characters. You could be the general, you know? And then it's like, or you could be the black one whose personality basically just gets boiled down to, we had one black guy. Here you go. We got one. I'm going to say something. You're probably going to laugh at me, but this is what I've always thought and how I've always felt. But I honestly always consider Chewbacca a black guy. <laughs> I've always considered like I've always considered Chewbacca black. So that was another character that I looked up to and always liked was Chewbacca because I always just because he was just the he I don't know he seemed like the black sidekick even though he doesn't have a race. <laughs> And I liked how he was so loyal and so kind and, like, always caring about the people. It's just, I don't know. I always identified with Chewbacca, if that makes any sense. Oh, God. I'm trying to think now. I want to say the actors that have played him, there have been, like, a bunch of them. I think there was just the one white guy, the one really tall white guy. No, but I think new movies, it's not. I think... I don't know. Look it up, but I think it's just the same guy. We need to fact check ourselves. We can't just be throwing out crap. Anyways, I mean, I are think you fact checking or do you want me to fact though. check? Because no, I'm not fact checking. Oh this. my gosh, I'm fact checking because I can't. We can't just throw out facts, man. Oh, it's it was Shoot. Peter Mayhew. Well, right, that was the original. Yeah, it. Period. No, there was another guy oh, no, that played him, J- Jonas, Jonas Samuto. Sum- yeah, so there's two, and they're both tall white so, guys. Okay, yep, no, nope, you're right. Also, Peter Mayhew's seven foot two? Holy crap. Yeah, he's gigantic. I knew he was tall, yeah, but he's real dang, big. man. Yeah, he kind of has, like, the tragic Andre the Giant thing where he's super tall and it just, like, screwed him up for life and now he has back problems and he's all, like, oh, geez, screwed you have up to look at the like, crazy just tall. Look at the picture where it's, like, Han Solo and Peter... Oh, sorry. Harrison Ford and Peter Mayhew standing next to each other because it's intense. <laughs> Just the height difference yeah, between he's the two. Real, he's Han Solo is pretty real tall. Harrison Ford is no, nah, I mean probably like six foot. Yeah. I, I would I would assume, but I don't know. Okay, that. anyway, sorry, I I don't want to get down a Google hole in the middle of this show. Yeah, he's six one. Okay, so that's pretty close. Yeah, so he's a whole close. foot taller than Harrison Ford. <laughs> but yeah, so overall, like, what's your overall thoughts of the movie? Oh yeah, I mean, my overall thought is pretty much positive. Okay, you know, I thought that. I I liked it better than Rogue One. I thought that it had better characters and that it let itself have more fun. Yes. It, to me, fit tonally better in the world. I agree. I agree. Um, I agree. I think saving Private Ryan-esque Rogue One made no sense in the Star Wars universe and felt weird. Whereas this felt like a fun side story that Han Solo would go on. So that's good. <laughs> that's what it should have been. Yeah. Okay. My thoughts... Where this was very reminiscent of Serenity and Firefly. A yeah. Lot of, like, it had the same feels as Cowboy Bebop, Firefly, like, a lot of the Space Bandit things. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I think it would have been fine not being a Star Wars movie. I think if they just made a fun space movie. But then also, how were they going to make money unless it was a Star Wars movie? Because, you know, the last right. big space movie kind of flopped. I'm looking at you, um, whatever, Val... Valerian, 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 City of a Thousand Worlds. Yeah. That movie sucked. Yeah, it was bad. So the last big space movie sucked. But I think I honestly I think this one was fine. I I was expecting nothing and I got something. So I really I enjoyed that aspect. That's a good way to put it. I agree with that. Okay. So on to what I think you're gonna honestly hate is it. It. I did not hate it. I I didn't hate it. Um, but, but didn't like I it. think. I wanted to. It was weird, you know? I was really excited for the movie. I loved the book. I read the book because the movie was coming out and then didn't get a chance to go and see the movie. So I finally just rented it. Yeah, because no one you like has likes horror movies. Yeah, right? I just I didn't have anyone to go and see it with because I don't have any horror movie friends where I'm at. So Hey, um, Cody, you know who I saw I just I didn't end up seeing it. Who? Myself. No one went with me. Yeah, I don't... I don't like doing I'm that. that. And I'm that sad guy who so sits by himself with a tub of popcorn and just eats it throughout the whole movie. And by the whole movie, I mean the first 15 minutes. I would probably go and see movies alone, but it's it's weird to be like, hey, hon, I'm going to go and ditch you for a night while I go and sit by myself uh, yeah. and not spend That's, time with you. I guess you. it is harder to do when you're like actually married and living yeah. with your loved one. I right. not married and I live by myself. <laughs> 
but but yeah, I saw I was I was all geared up to really like it. I knew you liked it. I thought it was going to be really good. Um, oh, I God. thought the clown looked really. cool. I did the hype train to you again. It wasn't it wasn't your fault okay. though. I think I would have had issues with it either way because okay. it's it's weird. I liked the book too much, I think, to then have the movie cut so much of it out and change things. And it ended up feeling like a different story. So it didn't feel like it. It felt like a scary clown movie, which is not what the book was. So that I think that's what bothered me the most is that in the book, Pennywise was a clown and the irony was that he was a clown, and clowns are supposed to be trustable objects. That's what Pennywise was a metaphor for, is kind of something sinister hidden underneath of something that looks trusting. Yeah, Pennywise the Dancing Clown so, just turns out to be this evil demon that tries to eat your freaking happiness or whatever. Right, but the problem is they just freaking made Pennywise look super scary right from the get-go. Yeah, and yeah, then. Instead of having it be about, you know, in the book, it Pennywise isn't the scariest part of that book. He's just kind of the metaphor for the evil in this town. The town itself is what's scary. It's the people in the town. It's this bully that's going insane. It's these old people that are, you know, bigoted and hateful towards everyone else. It's it's the town itself is what you end up being terrified of. Because there's so much evil right beneath the surface that no one handles or that they actively contribute to that it feels like Pennywise the Dancing Clown right in front of you. So Pennywise isn't what's scary. He's not. A, it's not a monster book where there's one monster and then they go and fight it. That happens, but it's not the scariest part. Yeah. So then it felt weird in the movie where it basically all it was is just there's Pennywise the Clown and he does scary clown things. But he, like, sucks at being a scary clown. I guess they didn't really take the time to develop, like, the just horribleness of the town. Like, you get some of it there right. with the um, the bully and then his dad being crap. And then the, um, what was the chick's, the girl's name? Uh, Red hair, ginger chick. Uh, shoot, I don't, I don't yeah, honestly remember. Yeah, but her remember. dad was also awful. So you, and the, um... The hypochondriac mom, you get a little bit of it here and there, but I guess that wasn't the true present horror in it. We get this, like you said, scary looking clown. And they also, I think, I had never read the book, but I think they also added in a couple other monsters just for scariness. Like, um, yes and the no. The flute lady so was added as that, well, I remember, right? The flute lady was added, but that is what Pennywise would do. Yeah, okay. Pennywise would look like different things. So in the book, it was the leper was in the hypochondriac being afraid of the leper. That was legit. Um, And then it would also look like a werewolf at times. Yeah, because the guy who played Mike was supposed to be... Well, sorry, the character Mike was supposed to be afraid of werewolves. Right. So that was supposed to be in there. So it it did do that kind of shape-shifting thing. And I think they just updated it to make more sense. So I, I liked that part of it where Pennywise wouldn't show up as a clown because who the frick is scared? Who is actually scared of clowns? Are you really scared not, of clowns, I'm though? I'm not like, scared like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid a clown's going to be standing at the end of my bed. Or if I see a clown, I'm going to freak out. But clowns make me uncomfortable and I do not like seeing them or being around them. Like, to me... <sighs> I guess I know that some people say they're afraid of clowns, but it almost feels like a joke because they're the least scary well, thing in the world. It's not you know like what if I, mean? I saw a clown, I would run and be like, oh my God, no, but like it would make me feel uncomfortable and I would not want to approach said clown. I'd be like, okay, guys, let's go anywhere but here. Have you ever met a clown before? Just like in person? I have not met a person who likes to okay. be a clown. I have seen clowns in person, but I've not met like actually talk to a clown. Um, I think it actually, okay, it actually starts... Like, really early, I think it was maybe six or seven, we went to the library, and there was, like, you know, they are having one of their fun library days, and um, there was a clown who was standing close to the entrance. I was already back by the books and stuff, and there was a clown standing close to the entrance, terrified. It looked like, basically, an like emo clown, where it was, like, like white, black, and red, like, but it was more black and red than it was anything else. Like, it was 
very scary looking clown and like looked like it had like the I'm crying makeup. And so that was terrifying to me. And then my mom, apparently, like later I talked to her about this, she was joking about it, but she goes, Oh, so you want to get a balloon from that clown? I was like, no. No, 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 no. So this is weird, Jordan. I also have a library clown story. <laughs> when I was growing up, I remember very clearly there was a time I went to the library during the day, you know, it was summer or whatever, and my mom took me and my brother there. And we walk in, and when you walked in on the right-hand side before you got into the library, there was, like, community rooms for doing conferences and stuff. I walked past that, ten clowns in a room sitting at a conference table, (laughs) taking notes and looking at a PowerPoint. You know what I mean? That is it was like a funniest image I could possibly imagine. Just, like, clowns being absolutely normal, just, like, doing an office meeting. Yeah, it was super weird. (laughs) Because it felt like they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. You know, no one was riding a unicycle. No one was juggling. They just had, they were just taking In notes. In that moment, you know? they were just people. And, I, and that's really funny to me. And so I look over there and I'm like, that's weird. Okay. Clowns are weird. The next day, or maybe two days later, we're driving to church on a Wednesday night. And it's storming oh, outside. God. There's a lightning storm, you know. And freaking right next to the library that that I was at the day before, clown on stilts and a lightning storm. (laughs) And I'm just like, the world's getting conquered by clowns. Okay, this is how it ends. All right, my life's over. Like like I was saying with the... You you know what's really sad? That story should really have a third clown occurrence to really bring it home. But it doesn't because it's real life. So it's just two clown occurrences. But my thing is, like... Yeah, right. So as the fear thing, because I guess I'm not afraid of them, but I think that story's hilarious. But, like, if I saw this, like, I'm going to, you know, just turn down another street because I don't want to see... Like, if that guy was doing, (laughs) like, the hitchhiker figure, I'd be like, nope, gas, and just get the heck out of there. Well, and clowns are scary if they're murdering someone. You know, if a clown has a butcher knife, sure, that's scary because a crazy person in makeup with a butcher knife is scary. Yeah, of course. But I, I don't know. I've just never been that freaked out and, by clowns. Well, watching and the movie, I thought Pennywise I didn't was think cool. The clown was that scary in the movie. I thought he was like a threat, but I didn't think like I wasn't afraid of him. The jump scare stuff was scary because you know jump scares. But I honestly was more freaked out by the flute lady than anything else. Yeah, and that's kind of what Pennywise did to the kids. You know, it wasn't so much about him trying to kill the kids. He was trying to break them and their yeah, spirit. So devour their um, and at some point it felt like Pennywise does this for fun. You know, at, at first the kids weren't a threat to him. He was just messing with them because he felt like messing with mm-hmm. them, you know, because um, he's just an evil force. So then when it became kind of explicit that he was threatening the kids and trying to kill them, it, it just felt like he was bad at it because... He would, you know, chase one of them and then they just get yeah. away. And I was like, well, that's not... You were never trying to kill the kids specifically. When you tried to kill a kid, you bit his arm off and drug him into a sewer, you yeah. know? So that I found yeah, annoying. Yeah, I get that. And, like, I mean, I um, saw it more as, like, you were just saying the whole he was just playing with them type thing. But, I mean, they never really explicitly showed that. So yeah. where were you supposed to get that from? Well, and that was kind of... Right, it feels like if you've read the book, you could get a lot more information from it. The other kind of prime example of this for me is they alluded to it very briefly where they said, you know, every so many years there's a horrible tragedy. And one of the ones that they mentioned was the black spot, um, which if you don't know what that was, it doesn't make any sense, like why it connects to the story. But what that was is Mike, the kid who was a farmer with the gun, you know. In the book, his parents weren't dead. His his parents were like my favorite characters in the book, so it became that that was also kind of sad because it, it, his dad was just an awesome guy. Like his dad was in World War II, and then when he was done, he was still in the army, and it was during peacetime, so he moved to Derry because there was a military base nearby, and everyone that was like his superior people in the military were like racist dicks. And said, hey, we don't want you coming to, like, the bars in town anymore. So they gave them, like, a shack for, like, the black soldiers to use and called it the black spot, right? Um, But then, like, him and all of his military buddies cleaned it up, made it really nice, and it actually became a super successful club. And then all of the, like, crazy racist hillbillies came and burnt the place down. And Mike's dad like saved everyone in the bar by stealing a military truck and crashing it through the side of the bar as it was burning down to let people escape 
because the hillbillies had chained the door shut. And this was all like cool backstory stuff that I got to learn about Mike's family. So I was like all excited to be like, yeah, Mike's dad, his super awesome dad, who's a really cool guy. And then they're just like, no, he's dead. He died off screen. I was like, but, but I liked, he was my favorite character yeah. in the book. And now he's just dead because no, he, he got burnt I get up. That. And I mean, like with Ready Player okay. One, I liked <laughs> it. I mean, I liked it because I never read the book. I never read it, the book. I thought it was yeah. a good horror movie. Also, right. just a quick correction. I've been calling the wrong character Mike. The kid from Stranger Things character's name is Mike. So I've been calling him Mike, Richie. And I messed up. I, I yeah. Whoops. The, listening to the kid from Stranger Things say horribly vulgar things made me incredibly yeah. happy. I, okay, so what I truly love about this movie is it just... Like, the whole just childhood summer type thing, like, making friends and just, like, exploring and trying to, like, figure out these mysteries with your friends. It they nailed that. knocked it out of the park and just kind of, like, the coming of age part with the one kid. It just, they really just hit it right out of the park with that. And it was done so well. Yeah, and I agree. When I saw the trailer, because I didn't want to watch this movie because I don't care about, well, didn't care about it. But I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is just, like, Stranger Things, but with the killer clown. This looks awesome. And that yeah. aspect of it, they killed. They just did so well with just making it this really just kind of coming of age kids summer story. Yeah, they definitely nailed the part with the kids. I thought all of them did a great job acting their parts. There were some little things that they did different that kind of bothered me. Like Mike was supposed to be the one that was obsessed with researching the town because his dad had been telling him okay. stories about it. And Ben was supposed to be more of an engineer type. Okay. And there was, like, a subplot about them building a dam, and Ben was teaching them how to do it. Um, but I thought that they did a good job of... none of All the characters had something stereotypical about them, but they ended up not being that stereotype. You know yeah. what I mean? And what, what I guess what I mean is, like, Ben was the fat kid, you know? And that character shows up in yes. a lot of things, but... When you were reading the book, Ben never just felt like the fat kid. Like, he had personality aside from being the fat kid, you know? And then one of the characters had a stutter, but he was never just the stutter kid. This is the kid, the stutter kid. Here, here's the caricature of that, you know? They all felt like fully developed people that also just had things about them that were different. But, I mean, I never really felt like <laughs> Ben was the fat kid and then stutter kid Billy was the stutter kid. I just, I felt like they were just characters kind of, you know, just... When you're that age, you never consider your friend, oh, hey, that's my friend, the fat kid. And that's how I, re and that's how I right, thought right. it felt. Like, they never really, like, mentioned that, oh, hey, this has been the fat kid. Or this is stuttering. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought they, I thought they nailed that, where all these characters had weird things about them, but they all still liked each other and they didn't care, because why would they? Um, I really liked yes. Richie. Richie saying really inappropriate things at random times was pretty great. <laughs> like like that thing where he's just sitting there with Ben and there's an awkward silence and he's just like, I'm glad I got to know you before you died. <laughs> I just, Perfect. Love it. I, I mean, I really liked the movie. I thought it was great. I mean, though, one thing I did too much like was Beverly just kind of being a love interest type thing for part of the movie. It was like, oh, hey, these guys are... They weren't fighting yeah. over her per se, but there was clearly the one kid liked her, and then the other kid was going after her, and it just kind of got to the stereotypical, oh, hey, one guy likes her, but the other guy like likes her too. What's this going to be? It was the stereotypical part with that, but it was fine. Well, hey, the good news is the book did a much better job of handling that by just yeah, having they, an orgy. Didn't they have an orgy you know? at the way in? A kid orgy at the very end of the book? So they could all stay yeah, connected by having yeah, it's sex like the with thing that every chick. That's messed yeah, basically, up, that's, that's basically what happened. Well, okay, you I know, never read the you, book. Was it as messed the... up as I'm thinking it is? No, and yes. The thing is, he was on just a oh, lot yeah. of cocaine lot while of he coke. wrote this book. I mean, he was doing a huge amount of drugs, and the book itself was very psychedelic and very trippy. And so... It made sense in context. I, you know, like I understand what he was trying to do, but it was still a 14 year old orgy, which is still weird. 
There's really not a good way. I'm just saying that if you get high and start writing about kid orgies, I think that's a sign that there's something wrong and someone should do something. Hey, I'm super high on cocaine. Kid orgies, these 14 year olds have sex with each other to stay connected. What up? I think I think here's the right way to put it. It didn't feel like he was writing like erotic fiction about these characters. Does that make sense? It, it wasn't meant to be like, oh yeah, this is the hot part of the book. Like that's not at all what it was. It was very much like for Bev. It's Bev. Yeah, that's her name, Bev. Um, for Bev, it was that in the book it was clear that her dad had not yet sexually abused her. But it was also very clear in the book that it was like, no, oh, just just one more minute and that's going to yeah. happen. You know, like he was just right on the doorstep of, you know, he was violent towards her and possessive of her and like was starting to think of yeah. her as a woman oh, in his yeah. own words. You know, he was like a creepy, gross old dude. Um, so it was getting there. And so for her, like her beginning to have like it's a sexual a side in her life with was five very guys. negative and very tainted. Well, you can't spin yeah, this in but a it wasn't her life. creepy pervert dad. <laughs> I know it's like I don't want to defend it because it makes me feel like a creep, but at the same time, I I understand what Stephen King was going my for. Coming to and it age, wasn't just like, that he's a, sexuality he's not just is a having a gangbang with my five best friends. I mean, it's better than like creepy sexual abuse uh, from her no, dad. Like no, I think none that of the it latter is, good. is better. No, let's just let's just agree that none of it is good. <sighs> I I. I understand it is an uncomfortable part of the book and it's super weird, but I also get where Steven, well, I think I get what he was trying to do and it wasn't just that he's a pedophile is my point. No, I don't think Stephen I King's a pedophile. I think that I think he put if something you get weird high in his and books. start writing about kid orgies, kid gangbangs, not even an orgy, a freaking gangbang on one chick. Well, and it's not like a gangbang, like you're saying that like a gangbang from a porno, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah, that. Uh, you know? I don't I don't want to know. Cody, I don't want to know about the 14 year olds having sex. I don't. I am going to say you should really read I, the book. I should. The book it. It's, I it's really excellent. Should. I'm just going to leave it at that. But it, it is like 1,100 yeah, pages really long. It's really big because it covers the history of dairy from when it was like a fur oh trapping colony. To when it's you okay. know the eighties, so, so it's, here's it's a long the thing: book. is it's a sequel. It is going to be a sequel, and there's going to well, sorry, it's going to be two movies, yeah. and it's going to be when they come back to the town, like tw- however many years from now, 20, 27 so years later. First, yeah. did that happen in the book? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. okay, so but it's it's jumbled oh, up in the does book. Does it like flashback? You, you go okay. back and forth constantly. Okay, so that does happen in the book. Okay, yeah, so yeah. okay, cool. Um. Second is just, I don't know if it's going to still be as good as a movie if they do it 27 years. Like, if they have all older actors. Because I feel like part of the charm of the movie is that the all of these characters were kids dealing with kid stuff in a really crappy town. Well, and it's two very different tones. And I understand why they had to separate it into two movies. I get the need to do that. Um, because otherwise it'd be really long and really confusing. But when the book intermixed these two things, part of what you got was kind of the the perversion of their relationship that they had when they were kids and who they were when they were kids. You can kind of see their lives twisted a little bit as adults. So Bev, who kind of has now. this like turn where she... Well, she's not a hooker, but she has an abusive husband that's oh, basically her dad. Okay. So all these characters that had like these personality flaws, they don't exactly get over them. They kind of just learn to deal with them and they all come back kind of broken people. So it's tragic in a way because you you have these kid characters that you like and that are fun and going on this fun adventure. And it sucks to see them as people who are like in their mid 30s now and who are starting to get kind of sloppy and starting to fall apart and are starting to have like problems in their lives. So... I enjoyed that part of it where you could see the twist of what Pennywise did to yeah, them and yeah. what Derry did to them. But 
I would say that the adult movie is probably just going to be a lot bleaker because it's just not as happy of a story. What happens yeah, to them as adults? Yeah, but you know Hollywood is going to um, put a did, fun, like, happy twist on it in the end. And, like, two of the characters are going to get together. Well, They're going to all the end is happy. And, like, and, well, okay, so I do know some spoilers from it because I've read a bunch about it since I had never read the book. Um, one thing that, I mean, yeah. I liked and didn't notice because you know i had never watched read the book so i didn't know but they leave the circle in the order of how they like survive in the movie oh sorry survive in the second part of the book yeah kind of so the jewish kid leaves first and he's the first to die sorry spoilers by the way but yeah so that and that's true that being said like the whole circle doesn't die um so it's not a completely bleak ending and really all in all I would say that it has a fairly happy ending for a book that's scary you know it's not most of the characters that are left alive you end up being happy for and go on to leave fulfilling lives so that's good and I mean like the kind of really sad part is the Um, kid that does actually die the one that I actually can confirm and know that dies like he didn't even want to be part of this in the first place he was one of the ones that was like just I don't want to do any of this let's just go home well and that's kind of why he uh, dies yeah you know what I mean no. well no you don't you haven't read the book sorry so do you, do you care about spoilers I, I like, do not do care, care about, about spoilers this? because I enjoy the things in my own right <laughs> spoilers don't bother me okay so um, I'm gonna say this three characters well wait no only two characters die. Only two of the kids okay. die as adults. And Pennywise only kills one of them. Okay. I, I think I see what you're saying. So, and that, that's kind of what I mean. Like, this to me, the scariest part of the adult section, and this this is something they kind of screwed up and I'm mad about. The scariest part of the adult section is the bully. Yeah, because he's supposed to come back. Up. So, um, they toss him down the well. He's yeah dead? And, or are they going to, like, supernaturally bring him back? I hope they don't supernaturally bring him back because they don't supernaturally bring him back in the book. He's just like nuts now. He's been like Maybe crazy for, 30 se- or for 27 in, years. Like, and then an asylum or some crap or they find him or something. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I could see him doing it, but I'm just like, why did you kill him then? If you didn't want to kill him, yeah. just don't kill him. Problem solved. You also, know? what? Mike didn't have well, to shove him down the well. it probably done better the book, but I thought the whole part with the bully, I thought that went from zero to a hundred very quickly. It makes a lot more sense in the book. Okay. Um, I'm fine with that. And again, it, this goes back to, it gets rid of my favorite part of the book, which is everything to do with Mike. They just kind of cut out. Yeah. So after Mike's dad gets out of the military, he becomes a farmer in Derry, right? He likes the town because most of the people there are super cool to him. So he stays in Derry. Um, the bully's dad is not a cop in the book. He's like a drunk, um, kind of like not homeless, but just kind of like shiftless guy. And he was trying to bully Mike's dad into leaving the town. Like he kept threatening him and like not really attacking him, but you know, like burning stuff in his front yard. And eventually Mike's dad like, yeah, yeah. Like it was like, you know, clan stuff. You know what I mean? Like trying to intimidate you know the one black family out of town and mike's dad like eventually hunts him down and is like look you do one more thing and i'm gonna kill you and then like it was like this super like heroic scene where mike's dad's just like i was done like i took all i was gonna take and i was like nope i'm not being bullied by you and then for the rest of that guy's life every time something went wrong it was always mike's family's fault so that bully grew up hearing that mike's family had ruined his life like oh the reason we lost the farm is because of them the reason my car broke down was because of them i'm drunk because of them you know and so that bully had been torturing mike for like his whole life like he killed his dog when he was a little kid he was so always that, picking that on motivation makes so much more sense now okay yeah because in the book bu- and you get a lot of chapters from the bully's perspective where oh. he's like man if i when i kill this kid's dog my dad will love me or you know when I finally get back at Mike. My dad will start noticing me and caring about me again because his dad ignores him and just complains about Mike's family all the time. And that's all he's ever heard growing up. Okay. So it bothered me that that part was left out of the book because the bully ends up being a very like tragic character in a way. Cause you, he's villainous, but you totally see where it came from. It, it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. It yeah. came from him trying desperately to make his dad care about him, you know? Okay. 
that makes a lot more sense. And I think yeah. I'll, I'll, when I get to it, I have a couple other books I'm reading right now. But when I get to it, I'll give it a shot. I will probably skip it, it's worth it. at the end, honestly. I, I would go for an audio book. It makes it a lot more palatable to get through. Yeah, that's what I was probably going to do. Because I'm going to need something after so I finish the one I'm reading. But anyways, um, I'm going to say that that pretty much calls it. I think we need to get into the other episode before we're staying up till Ooh. 11 o'clock. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing that anyways. So all right. I'm all So good. yeah, we're going to call it. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. This is actually a full-length bonus episode. Woo! Did you not think it was going to be? No, I thought it was going to be another 30-minute, like, little stinger. Jordan, I could talk about it for another two we, hours. Honestly, we could always come back to it because I really like the movie. I'm probably going to watch it again soon because I really, really like the movie. Um, actually, we could talk about it after I read the Well, after I listen to the book. Let's do that. Yeah. We'll right. revisit it. Yeah. So we're going to call it. Check out all of our other content. This has been World Shop. Bye. Bye.